moment that I drifted away from my creativity, uh, specifically my music, was around like 2016, 2017. Uh, at that time, uh, I was struggling to find a, a new job. And I was just really depressed and just struggling with a lot of things going on in my head. I was sleeping a lot. I was just doing things that I know I shouldn't have been doing. And I got to a place where I really had to push through it. I had to push through that that stress, the anxiety, the depression. And I got to a point where um, I kind of used that stuff as fuel to really get better at production, get better at um, music. To me, I have drifted away from music so many times because I tend to look at people who are coming in as new artists and they're doing way better than me. They're getting better connections than me. And I tend to lose sight that God has called me to do music. God has shown me that I'm on the right path with the music. But at times I have seen so many artists and I'm over here just comparing myself to other artists. And I have drifted away. I have literally have given, you know, so many thoughts like, yeah, maybe it's not my calling. Like the song that I actually made, uh, not my calling. Like I, I seriously, I had a, like, that song is a full-on conversation with God saying, you know what, maybe it's not my calling. Maybe it's nothing that I can do. Maybe it's not a not something that God has called me to actually put out music. Maybe it's, you know, uh, just a thought, but also at the same time, you know, if God has called me to put me into this trait, I need to stay focused instead of trying to look at different directions and seeing that seeing that I have actually been called instead of looking at, you know, different directions and seeing that maybe I, I need to focus on the calling more than the actual, you know, seeing or, you know, maybe I should put more of my faith into actually working in the in the field of what God has called me to do, which is music. And yeah, this this one hits me because it, it shows that I I need to stay focused instead of actually going off track. And yeah. And not just that, this makes me want to tear up, not to, not to lie or anything, but this actually makes me want to tear up because of the fact that this hits home. Like literally so many times, God has shown me more than enough, showing me that I am, I am worth it to fight for while I'm doing this. I just need to stay focused on what he has shown me more than anything. Like I said, I, I just know that this hits me more than ever to talk about this because as an artist, you tend to overlook the message when it's right in front of you.
literally you overlook the message. So that's why I said that this hits home more than ever. Welcome back to the JXW Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Poetics. And if you are new here at the JXW, we strive to help you pursue God, seek freedom, and acknowledge your God-given gifts. Purpose equals death. Yeah, you heard me right. Purpose equals death. The purpose that you want to strive for, the thing that you want to go after, it equals dying and not physically dying. I'm not saying go. No, that's not what I'm saying. It equals psychologically and spiritually dying. See, we have been in this series called Soul, and what we are doing is basically going through each part of our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we talked about our mind last episode, and last episode was a very impactful episode, at least for me, because it was impactful for me because we were talking about that little, the person who we truly are that we have suppressed for so many years because we want to fit into this society, into this narrative, into the world's view. We want to fit so badly that we end up sacrificing bits and pieces of ourselves. Now, the entirety of that episode can be summed up in this one, this one phrase. Why would you sacrifice who you are when God has made you exactly who God has made you to be? It's th the meaning is that when God created you, before God created the world, God created you, not the population. God created you before God like literally before light came into this earth god already knew exactly how you would think right now god already knew your aspirations god already knew your dreams god already knew your insecurities that you have suppressed and that you have deaded because you want to fit into the society world view god of he's already known you he's already known you before the foundation of the earth so last episode, we were talking about how we have buried that person, specifically how we have locked that person in a cage. And last episode, we were talking about how much percentage of us have we given to the world? Like how, how much? Because in Deuteronomy 6, 5, it says the greatest commandment ever. It says to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. This is the reason that we are in this soul series. Because what does it mean to love the Lord our God with all of our soul? I know what it means to love the Lord our God with all of my heart. I can give all of my heart to God. I can give my heart posture. I can serve. I can pray. I can, I, I can do all of that. I know what it means to serve God with all of my strength, like physically. I, I know what it means to endure the test of the enemy. And to, and to, I know what it means. But what does it mean to serve and to love the Lord my God with all of my soul? The innermost parts about my being, who I am or who I am, but I've rejected myself to be that thing. This is very prevalent in my life. This topic is, I am passionate about this topic. Why? Because it took up a good portion of my teenage years. It took up a grand portion of my teenage years because I suppressed myself for the longest time. Probably about seven years straight suppression and I told myself that I could not be the person that God 
has formed me to be. Literally, I cannot be that person. I went as far as to create a whole new personality. I went as far as to create a whole new ideology of who I was. And I had identity issues when I was growing up. I did not have people or guidance or I did not have people over me to teach me and to lead me on the right path of who I am and who I really was through Christ Jesus. I had me, myself and I and an idea that I needed to be somebody else in order to fit into this reality. And what that meant for me, I don't know what it means for you, but for me, I took my name and I created a sub-character. I took my name Joe and I created Joey. And this person was to be stronger than me. This person was to be more knowledgeable than me. This person was to be, the, you know, he was supposed to be that jock in the school, in the school grounds. He was supposed to be everything that I wasn't. And ironically, that launched my creative gifting because through Joey, I was able to create poetry because me, myself, I was not bold enough to, to do that. I was not bold enough to write poetry and share it online. And, and, and I was not bold. I was quiet. I did not know I had a voice, nor did I know how to use my voice, nor did I know what I stood for, nor did I have God near me to really push me in the right direction. I was not reading my Bible every day back then. Actually, I was in church spaces, but not in church. You feel what I'm saying? I was building the church, but not building with the church. So when I tell you I suppressed myself, I know what it feels like to be in your shoes if you are doing this right now. I know what it feels like to be like, oh, I cannot be the person that I was created to be. I know what it feels like to put up a facade and you're endlessly trying to keep this facade up and it's draining your energy and you feel absolutely drained. And at the same time, it's not giving you anything back because one, you feel drained from putting up this fake reality of yourself, but then two... You feel lost because you are not enacting your true self. So by not enacting your true self and being in your truth, there is a gaping hole within you because that gaping hole would have been usually replaced with your true identity, with your true voice, with your true thoughts. And now you are formulating, manufacturing, creating a fake version of yourself to project onto the world. We gave an example last episode of a puzzle piece. I saw this post on Facebook a couple of months ago, right? I don't know if you can find it or I don't know if you've seen it before, but I'm just going to describe it for you. I saw this post on Facebook where it was a puzzle piece. It was an animated puzzle piece, right? And this puzzle piece had a frown face on its countenance, right? And the why it had a frowning face on his countenance is because he saw all the other puzzle pieces collectively fitting together and all that. But his puzzle piece, it didn't fit with the other puzzle pieces. So what he decided to do 
was that he decided to take a knife and literally cut out a fitting so that he can now fit into the other puzzle pieces. And that is what you are doing when you are suppressing your true nature in order to fit into reality. You are sacrificing your soul, basically. That's what you're doing. You're giving the innermost part of you to something that at the end of the day, it doesn't even fill you. I know we've all done this. And here's the thing. We all say that we would never sacrifice our soul. I think that phrase is, is, is it's done over in culture. We would never do it. But when we think about selling our soul, we literally think about a demon handing us a contract and devils and the devils watching us, eyeing us down. We think about all these demonic creatures around us and this whole scenery of us actually signing a contract away. No, here's the thing. The, th the thing about it is selling your soul it's just defying what God has made you and accepting the, 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 the unwritten contract, <laughs> the unwritten contract that you would now be a part of, right? It's, it's literally just defying what God has created you to be. And now jumping into this worldview that has nothing to do with you and God and your guys' relationship with each other. That's what that means. So we do that pretty much every day. Like we don't like there's we don't have a ritual for it. Like we don't like we, we're not we're not yelling and screaming and hollering and hooping and all that stuff. But at the same time, we are giving a piece of ourselves we are giving a piece of our true nature away to something that is truly not going to fill us but since we feel so drawn to be a part of that thing we are totally willing to be a part of that thing but how does that relate to this episode? This episode, the title is Purpose Equals Death. How in the world is that possible? Purpose equals death. Well, here's the thing. When I was recording this episode, I have faced trials upon trials upon trials upon trials. Literally, this entire week has been a trialful week recording this episode because I had to realize that as I am doing this, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this 100% for God, just like Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, to love your, the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. I was divvying off a piece of my heart. I was divvying off a piece of my soul, and I was divvying off a piece of my strength to my own ideology and to my own way of doing things and how I wanted to do things like this, that, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, but it didn't work out. Actually, let me tell you a story. The beginning of this week started amazing. Actually, Sunday, it was absolutely on high. I had an amazing time at church, Union Church, follow us at We Are Union Church, but I had an amazing time at church. Monday came along again. It was a great day. But then that Tuesday arose. 
that Tuesday arose. And if you guys have been following the podcast, you know that Wednesday and Saturday are podcast release days. Those are the days that we release the podcast. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up Tuesday. I'm going to record the episode and boom, God's going to move. It's going to be amazing piece of art. This is what is going to happen. So I wake up that Tuesday. I turn on my computer and kaput, nothing turned on. So I'm like, okay, we're going to figure this problem. We're going to troubleshoot. We're going to do everything in our power, in our power, in our power to make sure that this computer works so that we can process for tomorrow's episode on Wednesday. So I go through the whole day. And when I tell you trial after trial after trial after trial, it did not work. Nothing, nothing worked. And at the end of the day, I had to say, okay, Lord, I know why this is happening. I know what you are doing. And I, I, I know this. I'm, this is nothing new to me. Testing and trial is absolutely nothing new to me. That means that the devil is trying to influence me and shake me up so that I won't have to speak a word. And this is these testings have been happening throughout the last two weeks. I've been tested and I've been tried, but I'm still pursuing what God has given me. And that is the main point that God has given me, that God has given me this gift, that God has given me something to get out there. And God has given you that same thing. It doesn't matter what the world says about you. You do not have to cut off a side of your puzzle piece in order to be a part of this world. You do not have to compromise who you are to get the message of God out because the message of God is your real purpose. And through the message of God, God is going to show you your real purpose. Like for me, I did not know my real purpose. I was an 18-year-old kid with nothing in plans of anything. And I was like lost. In every other direction, people were pulling me every other way. Until I tapped into the Holy Spirit and said, okay, where are we going? What are you saying to me? And how, are, how would you have me go and I'll follow and it's just because that I made that simple decision to give my all to God with all of my heart, my soul, and my strength that God has led me to today. I was a lost 18-year-old. I was a lost 19-year-old. But as I was going through that process from 18 Finishing that year from the year 19. Okay, now I've gotten my purpose. I've There's things that are confirming that God is leading me. And then finally, when I turned 20, I decided to open up myself and be the person that God has truly equipped me to be by starting this platform, by starting this podcast. But it only started with me fully giving my heart, my soul, and my strength away to Jesus and letting God move in me the way that I couldn't move in myself when I was an 18-year-old kid and I was depressed and I had no purpose on this earth. God wants to lead you, but you have to relinquish control. But at the same time, you can't be divvying off parts of yourself and selling yourself your soul to this world. God cannot work through somebody who's constantly going to the enemy. God cannot work through somebody who's constantly like going up, up who's going the different way than what God wants to lead you. 
And I had to learn through recording this episode. Back to my story. Tuesday, record day. This is the day that we're supposed to record. This is the day that we're supposed to process, edit, all of that behind the scenes with the podcast. But everything through that day literally fell through the cracks. I mean everything. In the morning, I woke up with power problems. Power problems? I woke up, I turned my computer on, it did not turn on. I spent the next three hours trying to troubleshoot what was going on. Eventually it turned on and I praise God. Then I spent the next couple of hours figuring out what was going on with my recording software. And let me let me tell you, I've been doing this podcast for the last year and a half. There is no absolute way that this is now finally starting to arise. So that's how I know it was spiritual warfare because this never happened in my life before. So if it's never happened in my life before, that means I know it's spiritual. That means I know it's a spiritual warfare. That means that there's something at the end of this tunnel that's going to make this a praiseworthy, a praiseworthy episode. That means that somebody needs to hear this. That means that somebody is walking towards the world and divvying off their soul to be accepted by the general population and not being comfortable with your relationship with God and saying, hey, world, I don't need you to be in my purpose. I need Jesus to be in my purpose because God is the only thing that has been consistent in my life. I don't care if you love Jesus and I don't care if you hate Jesus. I don't care if you are a full Christ follower and I don't care if you are an atheist. You have some, we all have a common ground. We all know that there's been one consistent thing in our lives and we can't put a thing, we can't put a marker on it but i can put a marker on it you might not be able to i know that it's been jesus christ who has been taking me through my life the whole time even when i didn't know jesus as my lord and personal savior personally i knew that even when i was going through my depression when i was 14 years old and my mother passed away i know that when i was going through those suicidal thoughts when i was going through that identity crisis i knew that there was something pulling me along the way i knew that there was a force getting me through my day i knew even though i did not what i was not reading my bible every single day even though i was not fully dedicated to god with all of my heart soul and strength just like deuteronomy 5 just like Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, all I know is that throughout my life, throughout my mother passing away, throughout my late pastor passing away, throughout going through isolation, throughout going through identity crisis with my own self, throughout going through every moment in my life, I know that there's been a consistency in my life that I cannot deny and you cannot deny either. It doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, then say amen. This is for the people who might not believe in Jesus. This is for the one who you've heard about God. You've been in church spaces, yeah. You you might have gone to a Christmas service. Cool. You you've been to a New Year's Eve service, whatever. But you haven't made that decision to make God your Lord. And you don't have to be perfect to do that. I was at a church, and I've been at this church for a long time. And if you don't know me 
my father is a traveling worshiper and we just go around literally building the worship scene of smaller congregations i look i've been through to smaller congregations i've been to large congregations i've i've been in church <laughs> like if you, if you don't know me this is one thing you can know about me i've been in church i know what church looks like but we were at one bilingual church and it was actually bilingual christian church it was called bilingual christian church and their slogan was no perfect people allowed there's no perfect people allowed absolutely you 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 cannot step in these bill you cannot step into these in these doors you are a perfect person no perfect people allowed and if you think about that phrase there's no perfect people allowed because we are not perfect beings we have inconsistencies we have flaws we have insecurities we have things we want to bury and put in a cage just like we were talking about last episode we have things in our lives that we are not comfortable talking about like me i am not perfect i will never come on this podcast to say that i'm perfect and to judge you no this is going to be an hour-long session of me saying that i'm not perfect and then me telling my life in my story so then i can get you not force you but i want to get you to have an introspective moment with yourself and to say that oh yeah I'm not perfect also because we are not perfect. So I had this day, this Tuesday, and I had to realize I am not perfect. Even though I wanted this to go a perfect way, I am not perfect. And let me tell you something. Since Tuesday, all the way up until now, I've been trying to record this message, literally. Like, I will not lie to you. And I've been doing this for a year and a half. So it's like when I get into the booth and when I start recording, I start recording. Like an hour, three hours pass by, I am going. But today, God led me to pause and to stop. Oh, you're going to take a six-day break because I need you to realize what you have been missing. You are not the runner of the show you are not the person you are the janitor that is all you are you are the you are you are the train conductor you are the person sweeping the floor you are the person scraping gum off the table you are not the producer you are not the speaker you you are not the you are not superman looking like clark kent in the face that is my that is my catchphrase and it's the perfect phrase because it's like we have to realize we are not Superman and we are Clark Kent. We are human. We are not perfect. We Nothing is perfect about us. So when it comes to our purpose, when it comes to our purpose, we have to realize that we are not perfect. Also, we have to realize we should not divvy off parts of our being parts of our soul and try to be connected to the earthly realm we cannot be a part of this this place and so what i'm ultimately leading to is you are not perfect so you're gonna have to daily kill the ideology of i can i can i can but also you are not of this world so you have to daily kill the ideology of they are my 
community. They are my community. They are my community. They're not. Matter of fact, we're going to read Romans 12. We're going to run through verse 1. It says, brothers and sisters, in view of all we have shared about God's compassion, I encourage you to offer your bodies as living sacrifices dedicated to God and pleasing him. This kind of worship is appropriate for you. Don't become like the people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. Then you will always be able to determine what God really wants, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. See, we only quote verses two, don't become like the people of this world. We don't we don't really focus on verses one. It says, brothers and sisters, in view of all we have just shared about God's compassion, I encourage you to offer your bodies as living sacrifices dedicated to God and pleasing to him. Living sacrifices. I'm building something here. Hey, two things. The world and yourself. The world and yourself. The world and yourself. Which one have you given more of your soul to? Have you given more of your soul to yourself and are you completely selfish? And are you completely self-sufficient? And are you completely, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can language? Or have you given your soul mostly to the world? And to say that I want to be a part, or we are community, or this is my family, when they're not really your family. And we haven't even started talking about Christ. Like, how much... Between the world and yourself, have you divvied off your soul too? Between the world and yourself. I posted this on Instagram, right? And I said that we cannot be 50-50 Christians between the world and God. So you cannot be a Christian Drake fan. You, in fact, cannot be a Christian Sagittarius and I know goodness well that you cannot be a Christian and over here sleeping with every other. Ad. Yeah, you cannot be that person. But we find it so comfortable to li literally mix God with the world. And that's not how it is. Romans 12, it, it points out that, yeah, verse 2 says, don't be of this world. Cool. But verse 1, it goes on to say we should give our bodies as living sacrifices. And it says living sacrifices. It doesn't say we should give our bodies up as a sacrifice. No, it doesn't say that when we die, it's going to be dedicated to God. No, it says that as we are living, as I am breathing, as you are talking, as you are like as you are putting the pedal to your to the gas on your car right now, going to work in the morning, right? Right now. That you should be a living sacrifice. That means you have to be a sacrifice in this moment, today. That means while you're listening to this podcast and you are going to listen to Drake after listening to this podcast. No, you cannot, in fact, listen to Drake after you listen to this podcast. I know people might say, oh, but Joey, you're being so you're being so strict. Like, why can't I listen to my music? I grew up with Drake. Drake ha ha helped me through many positions of my life some people might bring up the argument where it's like 
okay, I'm not going to give so much of my soul to them. But at the same time, I need, I, I got to recognize these people as great artists and these, like, they got good music. Like, why are you being so uptight and Christian? Like, why are you be? let me tell you something. The reason why I'm being so uptight when it comes to music and I'm not attacking Drake. Like, I'm just saying that as an example. Like, wow, he hates Drake. No, but I'm saying that I used to be very influenced by an artist. Extremely influenced by an artist. Incredibly. I My favorite artist was XXXTentacion. And if you do not know that name, I'm glad you don't know that name. And don't look up that name. But that was my... I was a hardcore. When I mean hardcore, I was a hardcore XSS Tintashion fan. I listened to all of his music. I remembered all of his lyrics. I wanted to be him. And sadly, when he passed away, that was the greatest point of my depression. I wanted to emulate that guy's life. I wanted to be, I was his biggest fan. I was screaming his music to the top of my lungs. I was playing his music to the highest volume. Obviously, I had to play it somewhere else because when you live in a Christian household, you can't really play that music to the highest volume. But anyway, I loved Tentacion, And it brought me, it influenced me. It brought me to my greatest depression. It brought me to me almost committing suicide. It brought me to basically the end of my life. It influenced me to think patterns and, and, and ideas that wasn't healthy. You see, here, think about this, right? As a Christian, right? As a Christian, think about this. If Satan, right? Satan, like, boo, like Satan, like the, the, the person that we hate, like Satan, the devil. If Satan was once originally in heaven as the worship leader, the worship leader. He rebelled. Him and his angels were cast down out of, out of heaven. If he was the worship leader in heaven before, before he rebelled and he was cast down into the depths, why do we think that Satan changed occupations? Why do we believe that once Satan fell into the depths, that he became a janitor or that he became an accountant or that he became a firefighter, which is ironic. <laughs> but why do we think that Satan no longer controls, influences, and curates all of music? Why do we think that we can listen to these ungodly artists and it's okay? Why do we think that listening to secular music is not demonic? Why do we think that Satan, the devil, instantly changed occupations and job descriptions after, like, you really think that after he got fired from heaven, he went down to, to work at the post office? Do you really think that the post office is influenced, like, and all this other stuff? Do you, what is the greatest, what is the greatest compeller of this world? What is the greatest motivator of this world? The greatest motivator of this world is music. 
And whatever occupation you are in, there's always music. In every store you are in, there's always music. In every restaurant, gas station, in every event. It doesn't matter if it's a funeral. It doesn't matter if it's a wedding. It doesn't even matter if it's a birthday party, a church house. It doesn't even matter. What is the one common denominator in every single social setting that you are in? It's music. So if you are of the belief that, oh, I can I can worship God and crank this music at, at the back end, and you think that that's godly? No. So back to our back to our question. How much percentage of you, like your soul, have you divvied off into the world? Or how much of your soul have you given off to yourself? Like just blatantly to you. And you have used eye language for the all of your life or at least the all of this season. And you feel as though, oh, God is not blessing me. Maybe it's because your voice is too high that you have put God's voice so low that he can't even begin to speak up to you. You see, God is not going to bless somebody that he has to go on a step ladder to get to. God is going to bless the people who are meek and who are low. That's not to say that as Christians, we have to present ourselves as less than normal even though that we should be abnormal if we're following Christ. But I'm not saying that we should be poor, low-hearted, and all that, and wretched. I'm saying that we should be meek, humbled. We should be, we should be open to receive what God has for us. We shouldn't be all goody two-shoes. It's ourselves and everything. It's me, myself, and I that I have gotten to this place that I have built this, that I've built this business, this brand. This. We should be at a place that we are open to receive the glory of God and we should be at the place where that we are open to say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? How are you having me walk today? So how much of your soul is divvied off into the world? How much of your soul is divvied off into yourself? And how much of your soul soul is finally divvied off into God. And what is that percentage? The reason why I held off the percentage towards God for so long is because I wanted to focus on the world and our voice, ourselves. And I wanted to say, hey, if I were to just out the gate say, how much we have divvied off into the world, how much we have divvied off into our into ourselves, and to how much we have divvied off into God. Every single one of you, every one of you who are listening right now would have said, oh my gosh, I give all of my soul, all of my strength, and all of my, I give everything to God. No, the truth is I had to separate the, the, the self. I had to separate the world from the conversation of God. So I can get yourself thinking about actually how much do you divvy yourself off to the world and yourself. But now that I'm adding God to the conversation, now you have to really think. Because now for the last 10 minutes, you've been considering, oh, I do give a lot to the world. Oh, I do give a lot to myself. But now you have to think, how much do I really give to God? If I were to out the gate said, if it's, if it's between God, your, yourself, or the world, which one you're taking, you would probably say God. 
and you would be a liar because every single one, and me included, actually, I'm going to put, I'm going to put myself under a bus. I would far rather serve myself, be about myself and everything only about myself than I would rather serve God. And I've been that way for the longest time. And I just came out of that. Now I'm realizing, especially with this episode and the behind the scenes process of how this episode came about. Now I'm realizing that God comes first and then everything else follows. But if I were to be so honest with you, and if you were to probably be so honest with me, let's get into a vulnerable space and honestly say, would we actually, if it's between the the, the world, ourselves, and God, would we actually say, oh, we're going to give our soul to God? So how does this, how does this all tie into the title, Purpose Equals Death? The reason that I brought all of this up is because I want to say to you that you have to die to yourself and that you have to die to the world every single day and you have to live your life for Christ every single day every single day and the purpose that God has set for you is not found in the world and it's not found in yourself you cannot do in your own strength what God has called you to do matter of fact if I were to do this in my own strength what God has called me to do I'd be dead no I wouldn't be dead today I would have been dead four years ago I would have been dead buried and all that I would have been gone I would have been dust literally because it was through Jesus Christ who he led me through the suicidal talk it was through the, the, the community of God, the presence of God. This is why it's so important to be in a community at the house of God. This is why for the people who say, I love God. I love Jesus. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But they are not of the house of God. This is why I question them. Why? It's not because I question their reality, their moral views. They probably have some really good moral views. I'm questioning the fact that if you really love God and if you're really about God and if you're really in your word and if you're really in there, then why are you subjected yourself so far into the world and so far into that left field? Why are you considering being apart from God? This is what it's like. It's like having a, a, a person that you love, that you really connected to. And it's like texting them 24-7, that you guys are actually texting each other 24-7. You are texting each other 24-7. Sometimes you might get on some phone calls, FaceTimes and all that, but you are texting them, texting them, texting them, texting them, but you do not want to visit them. Right? You, you would much far rather spend time you would far rather spend time over a cellular connection and over an internet connection than you would rather in the presence of that person. It's like I talked about this a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about my testimony and how God brought me through those four suicidal attempts and that final one in the hotel bathroom in Georgia I talked about that and that is my testimony. But the only reason why I elevated myself out of that dark position, yes, God has saved me from that moment. That was the day that God saved me. November, like back then, 
that was the day that God saved me. But the reason why I have not gone back to that area, the reason why I have not gone back to that moment in my life is because I had a great, amazing godly community of people around me so that I could sustain the freedom that I've gotten. I could forever remember what God has given me was freedom. And it's not for the fact that, okay, God saved me that one time and now I'm forever free. No, if God saved me that day in that hotel room, in that bathroom from making that decision, if I would have just walked out of that bathroom and said, oh yeah, God saved me. Now I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to build community in the, the church house. And I would have just lived my life exactly the way I lived my life before. I would not have succeeded in keeping that freedom. Actually, I would have dipped back into that depression. But since I had a family around me, but since I had people to uphold and to keep me accountable and to not allow myself to drift. So here's the thing. I want to ask you this question. Where are you putting most of your soul? Where are you divoting off your soul to? Is it in the world? Is it to yourself? Or are you loving God with all of your soul? And we might say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love God with every piece of my being. But then you look at your life, you look at the fruit, and it's like, you might not be, or you might be. And if you are li living for Christ with all of your heart, strength, mind, soul, everything, then encourage other people to do so also. And in order to follow your gifting, in order to do the thing that God has given you in order to be a, a a a vessel for god you would have to die you would have to die to your selfish ambitions you would have to die to the world you would have to literally kill off that false persona that you have built up because your real true self the truth that you and god your real true self, the true self that you tried to bury so many years ago, you would have to kill that persona off so you can cut off connection from the world and be like, I am 100% down with Christ. So that's, that's why I named this podcast episode Purpose Equals Death. Because purpose truly equals death if you are living a godly lifestyle. If you want to see God's hand on your life and work in you and you want to see God bring the purposes out of you and everything that he has fashioned for you you would have to die to yourself you would have to die to the connection of this world you would have to die to every greedy intention that you have because in order to follow the thing that God has placed in you you have to follow God with every 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 morsel of your heart every morsel of your soul and every morsel of your strength everything it's not even physically it's mentally emotionally it's spiritually it's everything love the Lord your God with all of your heart your soul and your strength but how much of your heart, your soul, and your strength are you divoting off to the world or to yourself for your own selfish ambitions or to fit into the world's view? Because truly, 
It's unpopular. Yes, it is unpopular to follow God. But that's why God has called us out. God never called us to be. God never called us to be the world. God has never called us to be the world. God has called us to be the church. If that means that we have to be outside of the world, then so be it. That means if I have to cut off my connection with XSS Tentacion and his music, so be it. That means if you have to cut off some horror movies or if you have to cut off some artists from your playlist, so be it. Because if we're going to make the decision to live in our godly purpose and the purpose that God has placed in us, wouldn't you think that it would be viable to cut off connection from the world so we wouldn't have any influence of the world running through us as we are following our God-given purpose. So as we're coming to the closing of this episode, I just want to ask you this one simple question that we posed last episode, actually. Who is the person? Who is the person that you are hiding from? And this is just a question that you need to look inwardly I'm not talking about if you're actually hiding from any other physical person. I'm talking about who is that person? Who is that individual that you said very early on in your life? Oh, no, you cannot be a part of my life. Oh, no, I have to suppress you. Who is that person? And if I'm going to expand the question and if you were to bring raise them up today and fully be that person how would your life differ see if i were to fully accept who i was as a young kid do you know how i would be so changed right now i wouldn't i would have completely avoided all the years of depression all the years of having an identity crisis i would have avoided all of that but since I raised up a persona that was not true to myself, since I, since, since I w didn't feel accepted in the world, so I had to suppress who I truly was, I, I was so infused with insecurities that I completely locked my true self in a cage and I brought up this, this fake persona I wonder how different my life would be if I were to truly accept myself for who God has made me to be. Because if God made me to be exactly who God made me to be, why would I want to change that? Why would I want to suppress that? Why would I want to delete it? Why would I want to kill it off? So I'm going to ask you this question. Who is the person that you are afraid of? Who is your true self? Who, who is the person who has, who has outshining insecurities that you have deemed insecurities, but God has deemed to be good? I want to ask you, because once you answer that question, you are one step closer to seeking freedom. You are one step closer to killing off this fake persona and to being yourself. You, once you answer that question, who is the person? Who is the person that you have left in your past? Once you answer that question, you are one step closer to being like, I am me. I am nobody else but me. God has made me to be who I am. And I'm going to live my truth because God loved me the way that God loved me. And I don't need any validation from any outside source. 
I want to leave you with that question. And think about that. Think about how, how can your purposes in life be enriched if your purposes in life were spawned out of something authentic? If your purposes in life were spawned out of something that's only uniquely identified with you? Because if you're following the crowd and what the world does, and if you're trying to accept the world's view and force that into your life, then you're following everyone else. And if everyone else falls off a bridge, you're going to fall off a bridge too? No, God has made you different from everyone else. God has made you with your own purposes. And you're, you're only destroying yourself by following other people's purposes. And that is not who God has called you to be on this earth. God has called you to be something completely, totally different. And I can testify because I am living in that something that's completely, totally different from who I was four years ago, five years ago. And I believe that you can live in that different today, but you're going to have to die. That's what's not physically. You're going to have to die psychologically. You're going to have to die spiritually. You're going to have to die to your old man. You're going to have to die to the things that you, that you value. And, 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 and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? How would you have me walk in this life? How would you have me act? How would you have me go about life and say that, God, however you are leading in this season, I will follow no matter what I think about it. Because I'm not going to object on your say. Because if I truly want to see a difference in my life, then why am I butting in this, that, and the fourth trying to tell you what to do? But I can finally sit down and say, Lord, lead my life. And as you lead, I will follow. As you lead, I will be right there. And as you lead, wherever you may take me, I'm going to be attentive. And I'm not going to falsely follow this world and, and think that it's going to change my life to a positive degree when everything within this world is so evil and they try to manipulate me and gaslight to me to believe that these things are normalized and that these things are beautiful and that these, no, it's all corrupted. So why would I follow a path that's corrupt when I have someone who's already laid out a path that's absolutely beautiful? I want to leave you with that question. And that's something for you to think about. Who are you hiding from? Who? What, what are you hiding from? What traits are you hiding from? What things are you hiding? And this is a question for me too. Currently, I'm hiding from a lot of things. I'm hiding from a lot of things in my past. A lot of people say, Joey, you're so free. Joey, you have so, fr so much freedom about you. Joey, you are free, free. I, look, here's the thing about me. There is a lot of things that I have gone through or I have processed that many people have not processed those things. Like, for example, me going through a moment of suicide is definitely going to mature me so much, so much into my life. And me going through the situations and the things that I've gone through, it's going to mature me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to say, oh, yeah, Joey is free. Joey is this. He's that. But the thing about it is... I'm still struggling with things too. I'm I still got I'm still struggling. 
I'm not perfect. And I still have to answer that question for myself. Who am I hiding from? What am I hiding from? And how long have I held my true self deep, deep down in a cage? But hey, thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so happy. God has been moving in. I have seen it. God has been moving. When I tell you, like literally through this episode, when I was explaining that everything was going wrong, I want to tell you everything was going wrong. But that's only to say that God was leading me to this point. God was, he was rearranging things. And saying, Joey, you have to do it this way instead of doing it that way. And in, in, in that essence, I was giving a lot of my soul to myself and not opening up and saying, Holy Spirit, move. How would you want me to act? So God taught me a lesson and God's going to teach you a lesson. God's going to test you in where you place your soul into and where you place your dedication into. You will be tested but hey, if you have enjoyed the podcast, please share the podcast. Also, please download all episodes, if possible, share it with a friend and give us a review. Tell us how has the podcast changed your life, if any. Hey, if you want to be a part of our social media group chat, we have a social media group chat on Instagram. You can follow my Instagram at jpoeticsworld. That's poetic spelled with an X, world spelled W-R-L-D, and you can be added. Just send a DM request and you can be added to our growing community. Hey, if you want to give a monetary gift to the podcast you can cash app us at j poetics world poetic spelled with an x world spelled w-r-l-d and you can give to what god is doing through this community hey let's end off in prayer lord god we praise you we thank you for everything that you're doing every moment of our lives is transforming us and you are leading it and not we ourselves, Lord Jesus. We put our full attention onto you. Lord God, it's not us, it's you. It's you who has gotten us up this morning. It's not we ourselves, Lord Jesus. So we give it all to you. And God, we say, do what only you can do in this day today, Lord Jesus. I pray that every single person who is listening is, they feel something different in their spirit, Lord Jesus. That today will be different than yesterday and today will be more different than tomorrow and tomorrow will be more different than they've ever imagined. Lord God, I pray for a blessing over every single person listening and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the JXW Podcast. I love you guys and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace.